1: Welcome to Ladies Talking Leafs. I'm Chris and I'm Syl and it's November. Hello to all our listeners everywhere and uh, first of all we just want to give a happy 97th birthday to Howie Meeker. 97. Wow. Wow. Yeah he's the oldest living Toronto Maple Leaf Um, so happy birthday and uh, I don't know, Sal. So I'm sure you remember too, watching him on Hockey Night in Canada oh, doing, definitely. The, doing the intermission game analysis. I it's... associate him greatly with those baby blue jackets. Yeah, yeah. him and, and Bob Goldham. I remember Bob Goldham too. They kind of interchanged. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it's his 97th birthday today. So that's really cool. And yeah, it's November and I was actually going to say it was getting cold, but now we're into this... Heat wave a little bit. It's kind, of, it's kind of strange. I don't know. I was wearing my winter coat yesterday and today it's like, I have like a short sleeve shirt on and uh, yeah. So um, there's still, there's, there's no hockey. I'm missing hockey. Um, and it's, it, I guess I can notice it more because on the radio and on TV, I'm noticing like a lot of these programs, they're like interviewing like hosts from other shows on their on their same network. So like on TSN, for example, they're like Andy Petrillo will be on overdrive
0: (laughs) in the afternoon. So I'm like, so they're scraping the barrel a little bit for content. Yeah. Yeah, So just like us. No, we're not scraping the barrel. We got lots to talk about.
1: We got Um, lots. We just have to, we just have to be here. We know we're, we're the most important people here. So mm -hmm. yeah. And but I mean, the last time the least played was August the 9th. Um. Mm-hmm. So that seems like so long ago, and it only well. Lasted- especially
0: now that the weather's changing, like it yeah. it just feels like forever. Yeah. Like even and- since the the um, even since the Stanley Cup was hoisted, it feels like so long ago already. And it it hasn't been that long. Yeah. But yeah. And uh, for our season, anyways, too, it only lasted the one week,
1: <laughs> the yeah, qualifying true. round. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I um, I it's. Anyways, I guess it's, it's, it's making me, this is like spring weather now, so it's making me forget about it a little bit, but I, I'm sure by next week, the cold weather will be back and, and then it's, uh and then it's back to missing hockey. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I really kind of felt it acutely the other day as well. And uh, I just, it's not, it's not even the fact that, that there's no hockey. It's somehow the fact that, that. Hockey is missing, and I'm not a, much of a football fan, and but I do like other sports. But it's like a chasm of no sports right now at all like, there's nothing, yes. there's no baseball, there's no basketball. Um, you know, it's so it makes it just all that much worse because there's just nothing. Nothing really to watch or listen to that I'm interested in. I I actually watched some NFL football, and I haven't done that for years. And I usually reserve that just for like the playoffs or the Super Bowl. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's just it's. Uh, well,
1: we can always be watching Joe Biden and. Donald Trump
0: right <laughs> <laughs> I did that the <laughs> I did that a little bit too late I might mind you because I worked late last night and I got home and I stayed up watching way too much of that and giving my time and energy to it that's that was a huge mistake anyway yeah. yeah moving on to what we're gonna cover though in this episode we're gonna there is some leaf talk still of course. So uh, we have a couple of player signings to discuss. Um, ironically, after we posted our last episode, Mikhaev signed like right after that. So it's always anyways, like that. <laughs> Yeah. So we're going to talk about Mikhaev and Dermot, of course. Uh, we'll check in on the line combinations that we hope to see for the start of next season. We'll do a little bit of a league update, so where we're at with the NHL and the AHL and the return to play for the new season. And we'll also discuss some memories of Maple Leaf Gardens. Uh, Opening night was November 12th, 1931, so that's 89 years ago. So without any further ado, let's get on with our show.
1: All right, so... As Syl was saying, uh, the Leafs went ahead and uh, got uh, two, actually three signings. They got, uh, but the main two signings that we were waiting for were McKayev and Dermott. Um, so McKayev thankfully did not go to arbitration because uh, they can get pretty nasty sometimes when they, it's just like a, a courtroom. Apparently, <laughs> that they uh, that these arbitration cases. Uh, are in. Um, and he signed a two-year contract, thankfully, the, I think it was the day before. Um, he was supposed to go to arbitration, and it's at 1.645 million per season. And that would take him to UFA status at the end of the 21, uh, 2021-22 season. So yeah, so he apparently, I thought this was funny, He he's over in Russia uh, still, and he's, Apparently, he stayed up all night waiting to sign the contract because he, from what I heard, he didn't want to go to this arbitration. So I don't know if it was more, it's probably more his agent, that Dan Milstein, that thought to go through with this. Um, and um, But he just, he wanted to get this contract signed. So he stayed up all night and signed it at like two, three in the morning, apparently. Um, and he also, McKay also apparently said that he just wanted to get the deal done and nobody get traded. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know I uh I thought that was kind of cute the way he's uh he he wanted to come back and I also heard too that he wanted apparently the KHL there was KHL teams that were calling him as well so so yeah but I think it's uh I think it's good I'm hoping like he he played so well during like everybody was so high on him I, everybody's talked about this in the uh in the training camp before the qualifying round that he was like their top player uh he won I guess the their, the team basically players uh said that he awarded him some sort of internal kind of uh little trophy to say he they thought he was the best player um in in the camp and then during the playoffs he just wasn't it wasn't he wasn't bad but he wasn't great but
0: well i think um Part of that could be just coming off the injury. It's like one thing, you know, being in the scrimmages and, and, you know, having fun with that and uh, pushing yourself that way. Uh, But then like going into like that kind of like high intensity hockey without a ramp up, really, probably was like a little bit of a shock, I think. And that's what it looked like to me. Like the way he was playing, he was just so... Uh, invisible at times, I kind of felt like he looked sort of in shock. Like he's just yeah. like, doesn't really know what to do with himself. So I think that it's the layoff showed in that transition that he couldn't just take what was going on in camp and, and move it into that scenario. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think, I think it was good value though. Oh, yeah. For sure. What they, we got him at though. Yeah, so so see what happens with him. And yeah, um, and um, also next uh, we got uh, Dermot signed, which uh, was a good thing. And uh, this one is interesting as he signed a one-year deal, so we really thought that he would m- maybe go more for a bridge, uh, but also for very good value at eight hundred seventy-four thousand one hundred twenty-five <laughs> to be exact. So this takes him to uh, RFA status, but with arbitration rights at the end of this season. So yeah. what did you think of this signing, yeah, that, Chris?
1: That $125 at the end, I wonder what difference that's going to make in the salary
0: cap. $125,000. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously, if it's that uh, that specific, <laughs> you got to figure there's a reason for
1: it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, But no, I've, I mean, with Dermot, We've talked about this a little bit before, but the guy he's twenty three years old he's gonna be twenty four in December, so next month, mm-hmm. so he's getting to that age, if not already, where as a defenseman like you we should start to see what we have here, like in him as a player um he definitely has the offensive upside, and he's pretty dependable on the back end too, on the defensive side, so um like that's extremely like the value of it is going to be great. I mean, it's really going to be good for him if he can have a standout season that we all expected last season <laughs> after um, after Gardner leaving and getting, we just, I think everybody just thought he would jump right in there and get all the, um, like get the extra ice time. Um, but then that injury set him back and then the whole thing, I guess with Babcock being the coach, uh, he seemed Dermot seems quite friendly with Sheldon Keefe. He's always referring to him as Kiefer. <laughs> it's almost mm-hmm. like it's not coach; it's Kiefer. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I mean, I I have again, it's a one year deal too. So um, I definitely think though this is a it's going to be a big positive for the player, assuming he can, um, like, assuming he he can bring to the table what we all think he has. So
0: yeah. Well, it's definitely uh show me what you got. Deal. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah.
1: All right. And then the next thing we got is Michael Hutchinson.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was that was a funny funny uh, day on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was just like,
1: "What?" I, that's basically what I wrote on Twitter. So, I thing, right? On on behalf of both of us. And then I was like, and then of course, Leaf Twitter explained that Basically, we need the protection at the goalie position, since Aaron Dell will have to pass through waivers if he were to be assigned to the Marlies. So, and also uh, to do with the um, um, with the expansion of the uh, of the Seattle Kraken. Um, so he apparently uh, will be eligible. Um,
0: like to be exposed at the at the draft, so at the expansion draft. So right. that's um, and this is a two way deal. So like he, it's it's uh, he can be moved up and down. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, so that's that's the difference there. So mm-hmm.
1: yeah. And um, yeah. So I mean, it's not that bad technically because if you look at it, he did actually make it to the third round of this year's playoffs
0: with with yeah. Colorado, and he <laughs> he he played some significant minutes in in that round. Well, he won two games. Obviously because yeah. I know and because of the the fact that their goalies both got hurt. So um so he you know did show up uh pretty well for them um during that. Yeah. Um so yeah, but ultimately I guess it's really um
1: like this is all about uh, protection depth in the goalie position. That's that's yeah. what it's about um and um yeah, so Dubis basically assigned all the main players, the key players that needed to get signed. Um, so, and we're slightly over the cap now. So there will have to be some player movement somehow. Like even though they say, at least I've been hearing, anyways from from Dubis and that, that nobody's going to be moved, but. It's they're gonna do something else probably just shifting around whether whether it be a trade or whether it be through putting if the AHL actually plays which we'll get into later on but um, Dubas said also that they're possibly gonna go with the league minimum twenty man roster um, right now we have the maximum roster size of twenty three but we're at, we're over the cap so I don't know. Um, we'll see how it goes. He's, he basically has everything covered though, at least for now, for now. And then, um, we're gonna, we're gonna see how it goes. And yeah. And then with this roster, um, it's going to be interesting actually to see what Sheldon Keefe does with this roster. So let's get into our, what Sil and I think of line combinations going into next season. And I want to say, before we get into it too, I want to say we did not Compare notes here <laughs> in the beginning, right, so we're we might have some agreements or disagreements, I don't know, so anyways, we'll see how it goes so um so I can let you go first, no yes. or do you want before you want me to go first? you go okay. first all right, you go first, okay, <clears throat> I got it all set here, so I'm going back to the original season with matthew I'm going the what i can. Cons- i don't know I'm considering that the top line is always Matthews. And I'm putting Hyman and Nylander on his wings. Um, I just think that that first season that they had is the rookie season, that there's there's something still there. And I just don't think that Matthews and Marner, as much as they want to play together, like, I mean, yes, they're both, they did well last season, um, being together most of the time once Keefe took over. Um, but I just don't, I just see it more with Nylander and um on the right wing and Hyman on the left. So I'm going that with, with Matthew's line. And then I'm putting Tavares with Marner and Mikheyev, which is the, the line that was from not this past season, but two seasons ago, I guess, um, where like JT and Marner had real good chemistry then. So I'm sure they'll get it back. And assuming Mikheyev comes back um, from the wrist injury and he gets a little bit more confidence uh, playing more games. I think they'll be good. And then these third and fourth lines, I don't know about you, Sil, but this really, <laughs> it's really messed me up for the, uh, it's, I mean, it's going to be a combinations all the time, but for now I'm going, I'm going to go with Kerfoot at center with VC and Simmons on the wings. And I'm, I'm really going with the Kerfoot VC thing to say if they can get back that chemistry that they had when they played at Harvard in the U.S. college program. If they can't get it done, then there's there's going to be some shifting around, definitely. Um, and then the last line, forward line, and this is basically why I didn't really like doing that third line that way, but <laughs> anyways, I put Thornton with Spezza and Barabanov. Um, I didn't like it so much because having the two older statesmen there in the same line, they're not the quickest anymore. Um, and I thought about Robertson, but then I thought you can't put Robertson because he can't be playing just fourth, fourth line minutes there It for a 18, 19 year old kid. Like he needs to play. And if he's not going to play, um, I don't know, that's a predicament that, uh, Sheldon Keefe and Dubis are going to have to try and figure out. So that was my fourth line. I, I didn't, I'm also missing Engval because his salary is too much, I think. Um, and I think most of what I've read as well, it's, he's getting paid at 1.25 million uh, for the two years. So um, it's just, it's just too much uh, to include him to stay under the cap. Um, and then with Bear Banoff, I know nothing about it's actually seeing him play, but from what I read, like he's a bit of an older guy at 26 years old, and um, and he's highly skilled winger, and I guess he's already here in Toronto, which makes me excited to know that at least he wants to be here. Um, and uh, he's he's getting ready to to play in the NHL. So, uh, and like he's won bronze uh, at both the World Juniors and the World Championships, so he knows how to win. Um, Yeah. So that's my forward lines. So why don't you go with your forward lines and let me, and then we can see if. Well, um,
0: I, I, mine's not that much different than yours. Uh, My notable difference is that I had Marner on the top, on the top line with Matthews and Hyman. And uh, I do think that like, I do agree with you that Tavares and Marner did have really good chemistry uh, but I found, found Nylander and Tavares also uh, clicked well. And Nylander has some actually uh, had more offense, I think, with Tavares than he does with Matthews. So I thought it was better for Nylander as far as getting the most out of him. Uh, but I, I think that um, Mitchie and Matthews, they do, they, they play so much together the the like all their stuff like right you know on in the in the warm up and stuff how they're the last on the ice together they i i think that um i do like that combination so i i would start with that that doesn't mean that you know, Nylander and and Mitch are not interchangeable on on the wing for you know either of those two lines. I think if anybody's going to be moving up or down, it's probably the, those two. You know, yeah, flopping, yeah,
1: like even periodically, even to get the most out of these guys, yeah, right? Like even McKeough, I think technically could
0: go possibly down depending, yeah, yeah. so he can go down to the third yeah. line too. So I had him t- starting with Tavares and Nylander. Yeah. Again, this bottom set really really—I just, yeah. The, there's so much that could be done with that, and I do think that they're going to be playing with that a lot. And there's some versatility there. I actually had uh, Kerfoot on the wing mm-hmm. with Thornton and 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 VC, and um, but. I see what you, what you said too. So like I, so, but it really um, depends on what happens in the training camp and these guys. And I, I do see Simmons also as a person that can move up to the third line. Yeah. 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 You know, depending like if he's as healthy as he is, as he says he is, he's somebody that could be moved up also. And he's probably going to be getting um, second power play. um, Oh, for sure. Minutes as well. Yeah. So and I mean that's a person too that I got like you wanna see something maybe a little bit different. He, he could move all the way up potentially. Yeah. You know, depending on who they're playing against. So I yeah. don't know. It's it's gonna be interesting. But yeah, like I, that that bottom six was sort of giving my brain fits a little bit, like is what to do. Like <laughs> yeah, there's just so, it's many, kind of so a, many it's kind of a so many
1: possibilities. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And they're all like
1: they're all hungry, like we talked, or you talked a lot about in the last episode, how hungry these players are to prove that like last season, wherever they were with whatever team that it, if they didn't perform well or it didn't go their way, they're all out there. They got this chip on their shoulder sort of thing to prove. So I don't know um, that it's going to be very interesting, but yeah, we're basically, we're similar. Um, And I went with the, um, I, I went with the bear Banoff. uh, I won't call him a kid because he's 26 years old, but, um, but, and he's only signed for one year or two. So I'm,
0: yeah, no, he's got to play. So
1: think. I'm thinking they're going to give him a chance. And then Pierre
0: Engvall is basically, unless he, yeah, he's, he's going to be a, an extra gonna be an, or extra, yeah. somebody that could be traded. Yeah, yeah. But like, I don't see anything happening as far as roster moves until we're kind of either Just on the brink of the season starting, or a little bit in the thick of it. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So um, let's get into the defense then, and I'll
1: I'll give you my pairings. It's not really. I don't think it's anything out of the world or whatever. I think Mm it's. But um, so I started off with um, Riley and TJ Brody. Obviously, I mean, everybody. I think that's obvious to everyone um, that he's probably they're probably going to start together. At first, and then there was talk about Brody maybe playing with Muzzin, but um, for now, I my choice is to put him with Riley on the top pairing. Then I went with Muzzin and Hall, which is, I mean, we know obviously them they've played t- together for the about a season and a half maybe. And then, uh, and then the final pairing is the interesting one. So I put Letnin and Dermot. So, but I, I have Bogosian that I think will be in there as well. Um, he's kind of the extra. He's going to be the seventh defenseman and he's going to be pushing really depending on how this Miko Lettinen plays. Um, because again, none of us have actually watched him except for I've seen him on Twitter, basically, on clips of people that uh, have the KHL subscription that I want. <laughs> <laughs> um, that they're watching games, but it's uh, but he's basically Letton and won the best defenseman in the KHL last season. And but everybody says like the KHL is not the NHL, right? So you got to see what he what he brings when he comes here. Um, but then, interesting though, last week actually on the twenty third October. He plays with the Finnish team Jokerit in uh, in the KHL, and four team members tested positive for COVID. And he was Ew. he was not in w- one of their games. He was not playing, so the team still played by the sounds of it, but he was not included. So I'm wondering if he was one of those players. Nobody. Or one of those team members because nobody really said who it was or I guess they're not allowed to I don't know the rules over there um, in the KHL but um, and then on October 29th they said 12 12 players tested positive or 12 team members tested positive. So um, they did actually come back uh, on the weekend they played their first game um, Joker it did but um, but yeah so hopefully he's okay. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. and once he does, uh, come back, um, to, uh, to, into the, uh, into the KHL that, um, that he'll continue his, his good play because he was racking up the points over there. But, uh, yeah. What did you got on, uh, on defense?
0: I pretty much have the same as you. Yeah. So I, I think that, that obviously makes the most sense. Um, I guess Bagosian is going to be one of those guys that is sort of in and out of the lineup and it'll be sort of dependent on, you know, kind of who are, who we match up against that night. And, um, yeah, I think he's obviously there for depth and we know players get injured and so, uh, we'll see, um, how they decide to utilize everybody. But again, like, you know, they went out and they got a guy like Ledden, And he's either going to be, what I think will happen, depending on what goes on with the season, which we're going to discuss um, next, probably, um, he's either going to be here this year or they're going to leave him to play in the KHL for the rest of the season. So if that happens, that he stays in the K, then probably Bogosian will get like yeah, more sure. regular minutes, yeah. and
1: then uh, right. Dermot will move over to the left side. But I, I can't see that yeah. happening. They seem to be very high on him, and he seems to be a good player. I mean, I
0: can't see it being that mm-hmm. much of a drop off once he comes to the NHL. Like to say, it's yeah. crap. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't even think it would be anything like that. It is it could be just even, you know, the way the season rolls out. Yes, you know, yeah. as far as what's going to be better for his development? Like, is it going to be worth it for him to come for, you know, a shortened season um, as far as acclimating and stuff goes, you know, like, so I think it's gonna There's a lot of factors involved with that. Yeah. So, and I mean, he's on a really good clip right now. He's having success. Yeah. Yeah. So there's something to be said for not interrupting that. Like if he is on a clip where potentially Jokrit could, you know, win the championship, you know, is it worth it to pull him from that for a weird kind of season that we're going to potentially have here? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I like it when you said Jokrit and I said Jokerit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're more finished than me, maybe, putting on the <laughs> I should learn. That Anyways. It's not, not the joke. Even though they have a joker on there, I was looking at their uh, logo <laughs> with the joker. Mm-hmm. They actually have like a little joker on their logo. Oh, that's sort cute. That was kind of cute. Anyways, moving on to goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. For... Uh, I mean, this is again. It's pretty obvious. Freddie Anderson is the number one. Mm-hmm. Yay! We we love Freddie. We've we've been going on about Freddie for
0: forever. Basically, he's our guy. Well, to be fair, you mostly. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Freddie's your guy. Yeah, he's my guy. I should have got his jersey. Oh yeah. yeah. Who knows? There's still
1: time. Yeah.
0: You might get some good deals on actually, right now, Actually, I wonder. Yeah, but it might be bad <laughs> luck though. Again. I always have bad luck. Yeah, I know you're you're worried about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know about that. Your Wendell jersey, you had good longevity with that. With yeah, that, that was one. a different era, though. So, anyways, true.
1: <laughs> All right, so Freddie's number one, and I'm going with, even though I actually think Aaron Dell is going to push Jack Campbell quite a bit. Um, I think Jack Campbell is going to win out for the backup position. Um, and I think it's I think it's really good to get uh. Aaron via that we got him because like he played 33 games with the Sharks and he played pretty well. Um, So Mm -hmm. um, he's no slouch. And I am worried that he will, he's going to have to clear waivers and I am worried a bit, but that other teams might pick him up and that uh, there might be the possibility there if he was to be sent down to the, uh, to the Marlies um, assuming there is an NHL or an AHL season, but um but yeah, I mean, it's it, I I basically had the uh, the same pairing from once Jack Campbell came over from us uh, in February, and who did you have? Did you have the same? Oh, it's it's the yeah, same. I figured yeah. that. Like, the goal really, is pretty
0: easy. <laughs> yeah, it's See, you love Freddie too. <laughs> I do love him, it, but I mean, it, it's just like it's no contest, yes. really. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> well,
1: it's gonna be interesting though. Um, Let's say if he doesn't sign, if Freddie let's say if he leaves it to the, like he goes through the season and he just doesn't want to be bothered with the whole contract distractions sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know, Jack Campbell in his mind, he should be thinking, you know, who knows, maybe he could be a number one, right? Like for for us next season, I mean, much as I don't like to really promote that, but but you got to think of that too sort of thing, right? Maybe he'll, the games that he gets into... Like if he can play at least half of the games or close to half of the games to to give Freddie some of the rest
0: and, and and if he plays really well, like maybe that'll be good for us. I don't know. Do you think there's any chance that if we do get into the season that, you know, close to the trade deadline, whenever that might be, mm-hmm. that they would move Freddie? Do you think they would do that? Only if we're, if we're out of it, totally. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's the that's the only, and I I can't see that happening. And then we don't even know how the which we'll get into in in a bit. But we don't even know. I mean, if there's that all Canadian division, we don't even know like how it's going to (laughs) go.
0: It's like, yeah, exactly.
1: We don't even know if this if it's going to be the same. But anyway,s I just wanted to point out to our listeners too, if they go to our website on um, buzzsprout dot com, and um, they can actually see the links and uh, to some of the. I guess reference material that we use for for our podcast, and there's a couple of good ones there with the with the line combinations and and that if they want to if they want to check check it out, like to say like other people's opinions sort
0: of thing, including including ours. But um, yeah, we we put those all all the links in our show notes, so they're always available if you want to check out the articles and things that we've been reading that it kind of inform our uh our points of view yeah yeah mm-hmm. and um yeah so um, and that that does show up too if you go on uh apple podcast oh it does They're there too yeah okay yeah. i didn't yeah. know that
1: all right mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. i still still teaches me all these things about technology <laughs> <laughs>
0: Anyhow, yeah, so let's move along <laughs> to the league update. So let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, how a, a a season may come to fruition or if it will. Um, if so right now, as it stands, they're looking to start January first, but in reality, we can't really see this happening considering the players also get Christmas break and if they want to fit in a couple exhibitions, games and stuff there's not enough time for that unless January 1st is when they're planning to open and that will be kind of the when exhibition or preseason starts. Something like that. Um, they've already postponed the Winter Classic which happens on New Year's Day and the All-Star Weekend for this year. So Basically there's still a lot to be worked out. Yeah. So yeah, there's uh um, what do you think, Chris, as far as you know, where we're at personally after what's kinda next. After reading through
1: some stuff. Um I actually think it's gonna be back to like the 2012-13 lockout season. It's gonna be a forty eight game schedule. Let's just hope mm-hmm. with not the same result that we had. Um <laughs> That year, <laughs> um, but they basically they started on January 19th and the season ended April 28th. Mm-hmm. So, I oh that actually could yeah, work. I'm thinking it's going to be like that, and maybe even a week later into January, like to the towards the end of January, and maybe a little bit into May, like a week or so, give or take. Um, the Stanley Cup that year was awarded on June 24th.
0: Um, so that's in line with yeah. The regular like, and actually, that would work to kind of bring everything back in line with like a more normal season. Yeah. And,
1: um, yeah, I just, I just think they're going to, they're going to do it that way. Um, I know that, Mm -hmm. and the, and then the playoffs would be normal, the traditional 16 team
0: format. Right. Um, but don't you think there's some, um, desire for them to have the, the play in format? Like, I've actually heard sort of rumblings about that, that they, kind of liked how that sort of added a little bit of excitement so that if they do do this shortened season that they maybe they would add that? I don't know because they're also even though the NHL
1: is saying Bill Daly I think is saying um, was saying they don't really care about the Summer Olympics but the longer you have it going in like the Summer Olympics are supposed to start July 23rd. So I mean there is still a little bit of time if you wanted to add that extra playoff or qualifying round into it. And they might have to do that too if, um, if they decide to go with this uh, all Canadian division too, because I'm hearing that having that all Canadian division is going to, it's going to cause some ramifications, I guess, when it comes to like the play, like the
0: teams that make the playoffs, like they can't have. Well, yeah, because (laughs) Because we we have all Canadian teams in this one division. Right. So that you're basically eliminating half. Yes.
1: Potentially. Right, like right away. So right. I think so. Exactly. So if they do go with that, then I can see maybe. And then Buffalo gets in. <laughs> you can't have that. You don't want Jack Eichel to get in for once? <laughs> you don't feel bad for Jack?
0: <laughs> no, no, I do not feel bad for Jack.
1: Yeah. But. I actually I thought it was quite funny. This Bill Foley of Vegas, um, he had some interesting comments about. He's he's the one basically that came out with the idea that they they are actually looking at this all Canadian division, which got us all excited, um, or at least it mm-hmm. got me excited. I don't know. Are you excited about it?
0: Well, I am because you know one of the things that that crossed my mind is where can we still travel freely? Oh, true. Yeah, Canada. <laughs> so, hello. Yeah. There's potentially a road trip possibility available yeah. to us. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's that's so, right. As long as the uh, people in Quebec, between Ontario and Quebec, we got to get our act together here. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, because true, they may not let us go any. They may not let us go anywhere else yeah. in Canada. But uh, yeah, but I
1: yeah, I I also love it. I I think the Habs Leafs rivalry just it. I don't know. It's just been gone for a while. Like it used to be mm-hmm. so. Like Saturday night hockey night in Canada. Like there's no place you wanted to be except for either there or like in front of the TV with when the Habs and the Leafs are playing. But um, I don't know. Lately, it's last few years, it's kind of lost the luster. Um,
0: I would say yes, it's fallen a little. Yeah, and
1: um, with the exception of Max Domi for the last year, I guess, which he's not there anymore, making his dumb comments. But um, <laughs> but anyhow, um, yeah. So I think that's gonna. Bring it back. I'm not so worried about the whole Ontario rivalry, Battle of Ontario, because it's not really a Battle of Ontario. Um, I don't get excited. And then I thought it was funny this morning on the radio, they were talking about how in Vancouver, like they they think the Leafs and the Canucks have a rivalry, like the Vancouver fans, but
0: we we don't have a rivalry with us. <laughs> Leafs Nation. It's a one-way rivalry. Yes, yeah.
1: So maybe that'll help us feel the same way as our Canucks fans, right? But um yeah. Yeah. So um yeah, I don't know. I um I do I do like the idea of that all Canadian division. So um yeah, we'll see what uh what happens with that. Um and yeah, so otherwise Right now, the NHL has set up the, um, or I guess they've yeah, they got to set up for a return to play committee of league and player representatives, uh, even though they haven't gotten together yet. Um, but they're supposed mm-hmm. to in the next week or so. I think it's supposed to be in, yeah, in
0: the next week or yeah, so. So there's,
1: there's actually going to be 13 players on the committee. Um, where, I know, they greatly expanded yeah, it. So Yeah, there was only five before. Um, and I guess obviously it's because more teams are, those poor teams that haven't played since March, is going to be like almost a year since, yeah. since like teams like Detroit and, uh, and other teams that haven't, um, that haven't played in, in such a long time, Buffalo, obviously, but, um, but yeah, so um, another team, another league, though, that we'll just touch on a bit is uh, that we shouldn't forget about is the American Hockey League. Um, so yeah, the I was listening to a interview with Scott Housen of the, the AHL CEO and president. Um, And so they, they announced last week that they're aiming for February 5th as a season start. Um, But it is a bit different for these AHL teams. Some of the teams are not owned by the NHL teams. Like we own the Marlies, but it's not necessarily the case for there's 12 teams that are independently owned. Um, So, and those 12 teams they obviously have more concern about the gate revenue. Like it, that's basically their source of revenue is to have fans in the building. So, um, so they're looking at several possibilities um, and they're hoping for all 31 AHL teams to be involved in the new season, but there's no guarantee of that. So, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see, but it they're, they're huge for development in the, um, of NHL players uh, and, and, and they they've had a long history with the
0: NHL. So, yeah. So well, I would hope that the NHL could at least do something to kind of help prop them up, even if it's like alone or something. Yeah, I don't know. They they have talked because it, like you said, it is like huge for development. And there's players that if they're not playing in the NHL on the big club, they need a place to play. Yes. they they can't just sit out they can't be in a taxi squad because that's not this that's it's fine for like you know a knee jerk you know uh, last second we need to do something yeah. but for like a, a a season to not be playing meaningful games at all is not good for for anyone yeah and in in that regard like you could look also at the OHL that's a huge piece too because a guy like Nick Robertson for example, uh it's crucial for uh the development of of him and kids like him because he can't play in the AHL right yeah so he can only play on our team or back in the OHL so uh if he's not going to get enough development on the big club or be playing enough meaningful minutes like you said like he can't be a fourth line player i mean there's lots of people that say he he's not going to get any more out of playing in the OHL but at least there he'll be playing regular minutes, yeah, you know, and making an impact on a team. So, you know, yeah. you could say that he's not going to develop much more as a player, but it's probably better for him to be there than be on a taxi squad for our team or just playing, you know, fourth line minutes. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. No, there's a lot, there's of still things, so much, lots of things to consider
1: here. So, before the, yeah, whenever the. Let's hope they let's hope they start. I mean, Gary Bettman, uh, going back to the NHL, like apparently there are some owners saying that even for the NHL, they've been lobbying Bettman to say that they should cancel the season if there is no fans in the building, like regardless mm-hmm. of because like Bettman was saying about how they may start off with no fans and then gradually introduce fans or whatever, as long as obviously all the rules are followed and and it's allowed. Um, but Bettman. Uh, or some of the owners, they basically just flat out are saying, if there's no fans at all to start, like, just forget it.
0: <laughs> and bet. Well, I could, I could see that because I could see some, some of the owners, you know, even if you have no fans in the building, there's still a lot of things that you have to have covered for facilities and and stuff yeah. right so there's there's more people that you have to pay where whereas you could keep people laid off longer if you just shut it all down yeah you know you don't have to maintain things you don't have to pay to keep the ice in all of those things that cost money, especially like I can imagine these are places like Carolina or whatever, Florida, that, that don't want yeah. to spend the money on, uh, yeah, on that kind of thing, right? If they don't have to. Bettman basically has responded uh, that the
1: NHL cannot lose a season as it's too damaging to the brand in the long term. As they learn this mm-hmm. from the previous lockouts, like they obviously missed the 2004-05 season, totally was canceled because of the lockout. Um, right. So I guess there, there's obviously other things to consider, um, I guess, by not having a season. I mean, us as fans, <laughs> I know for me anyways, I just mm-hmm. I want them to get something in. Uh, and if it's that 48 yeah. game schedule, I'm fine with that. We we did that the last time. And and it's just uh, I just can't picture going through the whole winter. Oh, God, like the dull, <laughs> like dull days of January and
0: February with nothing to watch. Like, I don't know but well i would say too that like if if other leagues are going to start so if the nba comes back you can't you can't shut down yeah 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 you know not when your competition is finding a way to to do it you know and a lot of them use the same facilities so that makes zero sense in my mind if the nba is back we should be also back yeah. Because a lot of them have the shared space. So, and I know that obviously there's different things involved there, but it doesn't make any sense to me. If if one is starting, then the other one should be able to find a way to make it work also. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah. So
1: anyhow, you want to, let's go on to our next, uh, actually the big date coming up,
0: right? Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about history. And a very special anniversary that's coming up. So the very first game that was played in Maple Leaf Gardens, that happened on November 12th, 1931, which is 81 years ago. Oh, 89. Oh, 89, sorry, 89 (laughs) years ago, yeah. (laughs) The Leafs faced the Chicago Blackhawks and sadly we did lose that game two to one. But Maple Leaf Gardens was a very special place and we had so, so many great memories and so many not so great memories also. But even then we may happen to make them a little bit better. Yeah. Um, But obviously times have changed. Um, We used to have these small paper tickets uh, that the ticket taker would just take and rip up and like now, like the tickets are so fancy and commemorative, like we want to save them all. But I mean, even then, when they had started to get nicer tickets, they would rip them and be, yes. be like,
1: oh, yeah, I remember it was painful. That, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, the other thing was, is um, the relationships that uh, were built there. And um, it was like a very family atmosphere. We got to know so many people when we when we watch games there, from the ushers to the concession stand workers to diehard Leaf fans like us that we still keep in touch with. Anyways, it was a very very special place, and um, yeah, there's a lot a lot of really good
1: memories. Yeah, yeah no, so. I remember. Well, I remember lining up around the building for regular season and playoff tickets because um, they weren't available by phone. There was no computers at the time. Basically, the way you found out about tickets going on sale for the Leafs was through the newspaper, whether it be the Toronto mm-hmm. Sun or Toronto Star. They would take out a big, like, full page ad telling you to go down to the gardens. And, like, I'd be down there at like 6 a.m., like, standing in line all day. And thankfully, I actually did get tickets when I did line up. There was never a time that I actually got to the box office where there was no tickets left. Because basically, if you got there and there were no tickets left, and you stood out there for five hours or however long, um, like you were out of luck, basically, right? So, so yeah, so those were fun. You got to stand in line and talk to people and people would save your spot and you'd go and run across the road to that golden griddle or run down the street if you wanted to get some... uh, some food for like a hamburger or something like
0: that. <laughs> well, yeah, because even then, there. back then, we didn't have a Tim Hortons on every corner. No, either. no.
1: So, um, <laughs> but the two things I always wanted uh, were like, when I went to a game, I always wanted the game day program. And I always, I liked every year to get the calendar. So these were big souvenir items for, I think for a lot of fans at the time. Um, but I still miss that they they don't exist anymore. These things, the like they have the yearbook, which is like $20 or something, like at least, I don't know, I just think you could give like for five, five bucks was the most I think that we paid at the gardens. I was looking through some of the uh, some of the um, programs that I had uh, bought from there. And I think five bucks was the most I still think that they could do something even if it's maybe not as they were pretty thick the the game day programs there because they covered a lot, but then they had a lot of advertising too. But um but yeah, I just I like that and I like the calendar. Um and even here at Scotiabank Arena, like they, they used to give out the magnetic schedule, which I thought was okay as well, but now they don't give you nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm just like I no, don't know. No, I know, I, and
0: and in other places that we've gone, they still do give out something. Like yeah. um you know, I think in Chicago they gave out like at least they just a little bit of a not like a huge program, but like even just the uh, the game day rosters. Yeah. So yeah, they, either know, the rosters or like along. there was like a little booklet in Something. Chicago
1: I remember, and even in Detroit too. Right mm-hmm. there, yeah, their original exactly. six teams. Like I don't know, mm-hmm. I I don't understand, and it's another way for MLSE to make money. So. I mean,
0: why wouldn't they want to yeah, do that, right? <laughs> you could sell ads. I, I guess like they kind of feel like it, it ends up being litter in a lot of cases when you just give these things out. Um, but the to me, though, th- if they want to do it digitally, why can you not do make a bigger deal out of game day, you know, yeah. where the people who have tickets of the game, you know, cuz I know they're they're moving a lot of these things digitally. Why can they not do some sort of digital uh game day either, you know, program, uh page, something that, you know, kind of makes a little bit a bigger deal out of the day and oh, for sure. And, and um and now with
1: these uh with like we we're saying with our line combinations, the bottom
0: six, there's going to be so many
1: players interchangeable. We're not going to know who's going to be in the mm-hmm. lineup every night. Like we're going to need a lineup card. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So like I I see that there there is definitely room for, um, some creativity there as far as as different things that they could do. Yeah. You know, just because you're not actually handing something out doesn't mean you can't hand out something digitally or use your platform, use your, use the app to do something a little bit, you know, more special for, for the game, because that's actually something that a a fan from home can appreciate too. So adds to their game day experience. I think. So, um, so so yeah,
1: so we're going to post a couple of pics. I actually pulled out the, uh, 50th anniversary of Maple Leaf Gardens, the calendar. So we're going to post a couple of pictures on November 12th, um, on social media. So be sure to follow us on all the social media channels, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, our handle is at LTL 1917. It's pretty cool, actually, the, um, the, cal- the calendars then were, were quite large during the 1981-82 season,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: but uh, I always had to get the program. So, so I had more than just this one. My mother was very happy when I came by, went by there recently to collect some of the stuff there, um, <laughs> memorabilia that I had from, uh, from back in the day. But uh, Maple Leaf Gardens definitely is something we both we have held like we we love the place and
0: uh we we miss it both of us. Mhm. And so um another couple just a little bit of tidbits since we have been talking about how much much we miss um sports and hockey and our beloved leafs um if Anybody out there that's are that is listening to us is interested in, in entertainment other than the Leafs, here's a way that you could combine. I don't know if uh, all of you have heard that uh, Brendan Shanahan was on a new podcast called Smartless with uh, Will Arnett, Jason Bateman and Sean Hayes. Anyways, he just had an episode um, on their show Uh, because I guess him and um, Will Arnett particularly are pretty tight. Um, But he also had a connection with Jason Bateman that I had no idea. Anyways, it was very interesting. Uh, He kind of lets his hair down a little bit, Um, but uh, it was great to hear him on that. So if you're looking for something to fill your leaf uh, time with, you give that a listen. Um, another important date that we have to note uh, coming up in November, of course, is uh, Remembrance Day. So we want to say thank you to our veterans, the men and women currently serving country overseas who have made the ultimate sacrifice to give us the freedom that we enjoy here in Canada. And of course, the Leafs have a long history with the military going back to Conn Smythe, uh, who is the builder of Maple Leaf Gardens. And so um, that also is something we need to keep in mind and celebrate this month. And as always, we want to give a shout out to some of our listeners. So this year we're focusing on our listeners in the States and we hope that you're all doing okay today. Um, <laughs> we're spreading so, it out uh, with them as well. <laughs> yes, we are. So Norton Shores, Michigan, Clifton, New Jersey, Mountain View, California. Uh, we see you. We appreciate you. And we thank you so much for your support. So keep listening to us and send us your feedback if you like. You can, as Chris said, follow us on all, all of our social media platforms. Um and also uh if you all if you want to reach out to us, you can reach out to us on our email at ladies leafs at gmail.com. And, yeah, and uh, if you
1: also we we hope you'll enjoy our show. We're pretty sure everyone likes us. <laughs> and um we want we 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 want basically we've joined this uh website is ko or coffee.com and so the way we they promote it is to buy us a coffee and help us out uh if you like the show you can go to ko uh and you can make a donation um using our handle is ltl 1917 again so um you can find the link on our website and um and on our on our social media as well um yeah so hopefully i don't know It's, I hope, I just want hockey to be back soon. That's
0: all. (laughs) So
1: with that, we'll talk to you in December. Bye. See you later.
0: Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you.